It is the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, we're we're going through the five. We're 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 giving you everything we've got today. It's a tough weekend for Baylor men's and women's uh, basketball. And Chad Conine, uh, Waco Trib, uh, longtime uh, writer there, has covered the Baylor women for uh, several years now. And um, yeah, the past four. Chad, I how's it going, Matt? Yeah. Hey, good. Good to visit with you. And I, uh, I, I tell you, I, I got to overhear last night because we were in there for the post game, and uh, right. you were having to basically hand over a really nice hotel room in Wichita <laughs> to somebody from South Dakota. And I felt bad. I mean, that looked like going to be a was going to be a nice hotel. Um, and uh, and it just, um, Chad. I guess you, I, you know, it's just. I think we're spoiled, or our, our, you know, Baylor alums get spoiled because for so many years, this you know, you just expect Sweet Sixteen's a given, and so well, maybe if this does anything, is it just kind of uh, recalibrates things and it sort of makes you realize how good you had it, so to speak. That's true, and if you look at the men's tournament um, in particular, you don't see teams that go to the Sweet Sixteen thirteen years in a row. You know, no. I mean, uh, everybody has their turn of getting upset in the first round and the second round, as, as the Baylor men found out this weekend. Um, I, I, I had booked a nice hotel in Wichita and was all ready to uh, go spend a few days there and get to know. I have been through Wichita a lot of times on the way to the College World Series or to Kansas City or things like that, and uh, just kind of blew by, you know, and um I was thinking, you know, well, I'll get to know it a little bit better, maybe even slide over to Hutchinson, Kansas, and see if I can get over to, on Prairie Dunes, you know. But um, Ooh, yeah. not to be, not to be. Yeah, that Although, uh, playing Prairie... Prairie Dunes in the spring, you might just blow away. I don't know. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that They've played some Big 12 tournaments there, and that, that's a very familiar National course to me. Tournament. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They like to do things close to... NCAA had some big time headquarters in Overland Park, so I, and that may—I don't know—I don't right. know if they still have oversight so, uh, there or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Curry Dunes is also a, a top ten course in the country, you know, by some ratings. So I, I played yeah. with my dad one time back in 2014. Um, oh, but I, we're off topic now a little bit. <laughs> no, hey, you let me worry about that. I don't mind going off topic a little bit. I like talking about golf. I, I, I'm almost a, a trying to avoid having to talk about this. Um, the uh, the Coyotes come in, and uh, Chad, you gotta uh, you gotta take your hat off sometimes, and you gotta say, uh, I know your story, and the bigger story to most of the country is Melissa Smith just didn't, and what is the final game of her college career? She didn't. It didn't work out. She had a poor game, mm-hmm. and a lot of it had to do. With what South Dakota did, I, I, I kind of wanted to get your perspective. What did you see South Dakota do from your perspective, and did it align with uh, this? Is a loaded question now. Uh, with what Nikki was saying, I, I, I was kind of curious. Did you did that resonate with you that there was a lot of holding going on? Because that was uh, that was kind of interesting to hear her take on all that. Uh, you know, I, I could see throughout the game. In fact, they had called something on Queen on one end. Uh, when they were jostling for position, and she just let the referee have it that, that they were doing that on on the other end as well. Um, it's uh, you know, I mean, they, they were getting Alyssa the ball a lot at the top of the key, and when they did that, it seemed like 
I don't know. It, it was just really good de- team defense on South Dakota's part. In fact, um, I was watching in the first half, and I thought they were playing a 2-3 zone. And then and then at the second half, I'm like, no, they're playing a man. And, and then I was second-guessing myself. Was Baylor just playing a five-out <laughs> so it looked like a 2-3 zone? You know, I, it was hard to tell. Yeah. But, um, well, I, you know, it, it's hard to say. I haven't watched any films. You know, i kind of been recovering today mostly uh, on it. But um, one thing is that it was just one of those days when Alyssa's shot was, was uh, hitting the front of the rim, you know. And how many balls, you know, hit the rim in two different places and, and went out for the, for the Baylor women last night? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it. It it um, there were there was some of that, and and then there was mm-hmm. some of they just got jumped on in a hurry, and and that mm-hmm. I, I thought Chad kind of talking to Chad Conine uh, from the Waco Trib covers the uh, Baylor women does a really nice job on that beat, and it's been a very important beat in women's college basketball, and um, you know I mean it's part of it is you got to cover it when it's good, you got to cover it when it's bad, and and everybody feels. Uh, from that program, and everybody feels bad, although there's been a lot of highs this year. There's been a lot of good moments. I would say in that game, though, Chad, when they got it to 23-18, in my mind, everything was going to kind of calm down, and they could settle in and just sort of let their athletic dominance, in a sense, take over. And And it was like the end of that half just completely got away from them, though. And and it went the other direction. Is that kind of how you felt there, where it was like, okay, they're in it, they're fine, everything settled down, and then suddenly it got away from them again? I I don't know that I ever thought that, that Baylor had turned the momentum in in any mm. way last night. Um, mm. I just thought, I mean, I, I was sitting there going, man, this is like this is like watching Hickory in the movie Hoosiers. Their intensity, South Dakota's intensity, their control of the game, they're doing what they wanted to do the way they wanted to do it. I mean, it was just – they just played a perfect basketball game for them. And and even in the fourth quarter when they weren't scoring, they were using every second of the shot clock. And and I don't think um, – in, in Baylor's case, like you said, you, you, you get it to a certain score and you think, okay, Baylor's athleticism is going to take over – and I think maybe if Baylor had had them, it's hard to say what mindsets are, but like, I don't know that they were ever like, all right, let's see if we can get it to nine. Let's see if we can get it to seven and kind of chip away like that. It was almost like they were trying to have 15 point possessions, which you can't do. Mm. I, and that's, yeah. that's not really a fair criticism because I can't point to things tangibly and say they did this and they did this and they did this. And that, that's why, but it just felt like they were trying to make it a comeback all at once instead of piece by piece. Well, at one point, Chad, the uh, Baylor women went with three bigs and tried to wall things off, and and it, it um, you know, from a defensive yeah. standpoint, they did slow South Dakota down. The problem was mm-hmm. they they were mm-hmm. getting stops and they weren't getting it done uh, on the other side. So it um, it's it's that it, it came up, and you you remember some of these games this year. Missouri might have been one of those games. Michigan might have been one of those games that I'm thinking about. It, with Sarah and Jamie, uh, you know, and some of the some of these um, smaller guards, um, uh, you know, it, it at times when they encountered these really big six foot type guards, 
that became a problem. And, uh, boy, South Dakota did have some size, although I guess we'd have to admit, Chad, that the 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 uh, young lady that was guarding uh, Nalissa was about 5'10", and, and mm-hmm. you know, gave up a, a couple of inches to Nalissa. So, but... Do you do you feel like maybe some of that size, kind of even all season, maybe even a, in a couple of those Oklahoma losses, gave these gave the Bears some problems? Well, I think the Oklahoma comparison is really good because you know Maddie Williams is a guard forward type that has mm-hmm. the size, uh, you know, to to match up with Melissa. She has to, but also. You know, when you're covering up Jordan and J- Jordan and Jamie and Sarah with a five ten guard, then that that gives you an advantage in those spots. And it's almost like if you can keep them from going off, you can handle if Melissa makes ten of twelve. You know. Yeah. And, and uh, so I think that was. I mean, I just don't understand. It's hard to it's hard to understand why South Dakota executed their game plan so well against Baylor and Iowa State never came close to that because player to player they seem similar yeah well and sometimes you know teams are going to come out hit some threes I think they average about six made threes a game I heard somebody say and they had six of those at halftime yeah, that's, um, not, that's not very many, and, and and they're really more of a put their head down and get to the basket type of team, and they were able to adapt uh, in, in the way they did that. And you know, uh, Coach Putzwhite uh, White said, you know, when when Shervin hit that three pointer to start the game, they all kind of smiled and settled down a little bit. And maybe sometimes it's as simple as that: you hit a shot early, and you think, okay, we can do this. Yeah, and and by the way, Baylor's not the only uh, seed, you know, two or three seed or whatever that got knocked off in this tournament. Uh, it happened. Now, Chad, you can't. The it's inevitable that in the the following. Um, I mean, it's it's not the easiest thing in the world to do, and it sort of takes a special somebody's got to be wired the right way to follow a Kim Mulkey. Uh, it's inevitable it's going to come up because they they went to twelve straight. And obviously that rain ended, and of course Kim's still in the tournament in playing tonight. Um, mm-hmm. You got to be around Nikki and the staff more than just about anybody because you were there game after game. You were at pretty much all these road games as well. Um, a few of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of yeah, a lot and of them. In the ages, um, you get to talk to them after games more than you would have before. On, and, you true, places like Iowa State, wherever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to get after Bryce for not blowing out the budget. But uh, uh, I am, uh, I am uh, uh, curious. What was the biggest difference you saw? And 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 now that we finished the season, how, what? How would you assess it? Do you feel like um, you know what? Where are the what? What's the best thing Nikki brought? And what do you think are her biggest areas of growth? Um. Like like potential to grow or, or yeah like, yeah where where do you um, think she could Im- improve the the most because obviously it's her first time ever being a head college basketball coach and I'm sorry a big right. time huge college program is way different than a WNBA head coach and I think she would admit that yeah that's true um, you know er- everything that that uh, she presented and was presented about her when she was hired in, in early May last year 
about being a player's coach, about caring more about the person that's playing for than all of that. That that came through a lot. Um, and, you know, I, I'm sure that over the years you've, you've seen a lot of both types, you know, um, taskmaster type of coaches and players coaches and, and there's there's pros and cons to both uh and i don't i mean i don't know i, I can't say well she was she wasn't hard enough on him in this category or whatever or, or that yeah. category. but I, it was clear she cared a lot about players and then yeah but you know kim always um at least at least the the, the players that were all in with kim kim cared a lot about yeah, you know, you, you you could tell, and they care a lot about her. Um, if somebody if somebody was maybe on the fringe, maybe wasn't all in, they weren't going to be there long. And Kim didn't seem to mind too much, you know, because there there was a revolving door of players. You know, that that group of five that came in together, only three of them are here now, you know, and and I think only maybe three of them were here last year, and so it's um, it was her way or the highway. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know with Nikki if it's going to be her way or the highway or not. Uh, you know, did, did, like I know that Jamie Asbury uh, is is very much uh, uh, conscious of her shooting percentage at any given moment and whether she's hot or not. Well, that doesn't work real well when the coach needs you to make shots. Or y'all are going to lose to South Dakota. You know, you got to you got to get out there and you got to take the shot and you got to make the shot. That's all. I mean, it, it's his. It's as tough as is that, and it's as simple as that. Yeah, well, in in like with with Jordan, think back to that. I her dad and 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 leaving uh, Alabama, and that that decision was made so much about Kim Mulkey. That's a that's a really tough thing to have happen to come down, mm-hmm. go through the transfer, be one of the best players, if the maybe the best player at Alabama. And you want to go play for? I mean, that's a tough golly. And and I would say, mm-hmm. in my opinion, Chad, that is one of the things I think real positives you could say about Nikki is that she took some kids that were in state of flux and a really mm-hmm. tough situations and made the best out of it and and made those those girls believe in what she did. Now on the flip side, now this would be my gut feeling. Now I'm sharing all my thoughts, which I do every day. Yeah, I, I thought they. Good. I thought, Chad, that, uh, you know, Kim, did you hear, I, I, I think I heard this right, did you hear um, Nikki say something about how this was like a finesse team um, mm-hmm. last night, yeah. talking about Baylor? Like, I can't imagine in a million years ever hearing Kim say that. That's okay. I mean, they don't have to, we don't have to compare them. I mean, they, I think she's done a pretty good job of not trying to compare herself to Kim. But I'm just saying, in that game, for instance, it it sort of demanded in some especially early on a tougher team, and and for whatever reason those they didn't play tough in that first half, in in South Dakota and in, in maybe even into the second half to a certain extent, and in South Dakota put it on them. Now again that yeah, may not be totally probably, fair. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it was probably. Um... You know, when Texas was physical with them and it bothered them, that probably made the light bulb can't come on. And um, you know, two of the last three games, and, and they lost, two, they lose two out of the last three, and it's 
They're games where the team, you know, is physical. And, and, and the other thing is do not let them get out in transition and score in a hurry. And, and that's, that's, you know, something maybe real subtle that South Dakota did last night. Is they didn't let them. They didn't let them do that. Uh, and, and you know, overall, like broad perspective evaluation of things, you know, they won. The, they won the Big Twelve championship in a year when the Big Twelve was more competitive. And so you've got to give Nikki credit for that. Now mm-hmm. this whole off season and everybody that that talks about the program is going to talk about the fact that they lost on the, their home floor in the tournament for the first time in twenty years. You know, yeah. I mean, there's just no getting around that. And it's like Shaka Smart, you know, they lost in the first round and 364 more days till he gets to try to get off his NCAA tournament losing streak, you know. It's the same thing. They've, they've got it now a year to try to think about it and, and, and want to get to, back to that Sweet 16 level. And that's the tough thing about sports. And, yeah. you know, uh, you see it in everything. You see it when a guy hadn't won a major and gets there on the last day, you know, and and – doesn't get it done. He's got to wait till the next time he's he's in that position. And, and yeah, and yeah. So, well, listen, I I enjoy uh, reading your coverage of the team, and uh, yeah, well, and and yeah, and I just was like, man, we got to get Chad on to uh, kind of wrap <laughs> this thing up. About me losing losing out on that hotel room. Oh man, I I, I was going too. <laughs> We were headed to Wichita. Yeah. The station was going, so I was going to grab. I love those autograph collection Marriott mm-hmm. hotels, so I was going to sneak right on in there to the Ambassador. And now right. our friend from uh, South Dakota is going to be, you know, just hanging out, having the yeah, time of his life. So he, he, I'm going to give him till till tomorrow. And if he doesn't text me by tomorrow, I'm going to call the hotel and I'm going to maybe beg him for whatever I can beg. But see, I use Priceline, and so. Oh, just, it's like uh, okay. you, you win some, you lose some. So. Yeah, yeah. You holler at me, Chad, if you need me. I am a, a longtime gold card member, so I I'll, I don't mind weighing in on this thing uh, okay. with 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 Marriott. But uh, all right, well, listen, I appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you, Matt. Have a good you day. You bet. You bet. There he goes, Chad Conine. Uh, 